Did anything interesting happen in your life recently related to plumbing? <laughs> Thanks for the setup, Tom. <laughs> I got a visit from... Oh, th- something did happen? Oh, yeah. What? what do you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what prompted you to ask that question, but... Uh, right? So we, we our sink has been a little clogged recently, and um, I, I've been putting... How much dr- is a little, by the way? Because people have a lot, like, different different definitions mm, of how much a little is when it comes to this type of stuff. Basically clogged, like, fully clogged. Okay. And it, it took, like, five minutes to drain. Poopy coming out or no? No poopy in the sinky. Okay. So, well, I, I, of course, called my landlord because I live in an apartment. He hired a plumber who's mm-hmm. come before. He came over. His name is Serge. He is I as like Russian. It. He's as Russian as Russian comes. Thick okay. accent. Uh, this time he brought his friend Igor. So we've got Serge and we've got Igor. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he bought his friend Igor. So Igor was the sidekick and the helper guy. Yeah, he this was short. Great. He was shorter and more Russian looking than Serge. Oh my god! So they surged in, and then what happened? Serge starts giving Igor some shit because Igor had recently just come off of a three-day vodka bender. He'd been oh <laughs> drinking. Hardcore. When you said that they like they were super Russian, I was gonna make a vodka joke, and then I thought, no, Tom, that's no. racist. You shouldn't no. do that. What Serge said to me, he turned to me and said, "Igor is a little hungover today. He's just <laughs> come off of one of those Russian parties. Do you know those oh, Russian parties?" Oh man! I went, "Whoa, one of those Russian parties, huh?" He's uh-huh. like, uh, "Yes, yes, you know, three day party. We buy uh. cases and cases of vodka." And, you know, oh some wine for the women. The women can have wine, but the men drink the <laughs> vodka. Like, wow, uh-huh. this is going someplace. <laughs> Interesting. I look over at Igor, and he is probably the most hungover person I've ever seen. Like, I, you can see, he's got a visible headache. Have you ever seen somebody with a visible <laughs> headache? You just think, like, I, I wish you could just lie down. Like, I, I want you to lie down. <laughs> he wasn't talking very much. He... Just kind of looking down, squinting from the lights and everything. If we're talking about a three-day bender, uh-huh. what days are they? Are we talking Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh-huh. Or maybe you just think, like, Mondays suck anyway. Let's do right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. By the time you're, you're over it, it's already Tuesday. Because we all know that, you know, Mondays. Who, who likes Mondays, right? Yeah, fucking Mondays, right? If Garfield has taught us anything from his three-day benders of lasagna, it's that nobody likes Mondays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't some casserole for the women. It was. (laughs) I loved the just the the light sprinkling of sexism into their own Russian. Yes, a cherry and some sprinkles of sexism. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They told me they drink until they pass out. Right. They when they wake up. They begin drinking again until they pass out, and they wake up and they begin yes. drinking again until they pass out, until they begin work that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to say to these guys, uh, but they did invite me to their next Russian party because, like, I'm Polish, so I guess I look hell yeah Russian enough uh-huh. that they understood that I would appreciate vodka. I guess. Well, my question is, do you want to start with like a one day party, maybe, and or do you want to just go, you know, straight into the three days? I, I want to get thrown in the deep end. I want total immersion of, mm-hmm. of a Russian vodka bender. What you do is you get your pool of vodka going on. When things start to go wrong, call the pool guy, and then he uh-huh. invites you to the five-day bender. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you see, it, it kind of builds. The more ridiculous <laughs> issue you have, mm. the crazier the party the service person will invite you to. So if I rip out plumbing from my apartment, I'll get invited to a six-day party? 
And then pretty soon the termite guy is coming and saying, like, we got a 14 day party going on and we're going to tent your house so you can't go home anyway. Oh, shit. Do you have a termite? You have a pest control guy I can call? I need I need a 14 day. I have termites. I can give you those. That'll get you started. How about bed bugs? I hear those are hard to get rid of. That'll give me like a 30 day party. Yes. Yeah, that'll yeah, that'll get you right to like the month long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I need right now. Can Mm -hmm. we can we get on that? Mm -hmm. The 30 30 day party Mm -hmm. from bedbugs a bedbug we'll call it a bedbug party bedbug bender <laughs> oh yeah yeah the bbb yeah well anyway this is total immersion this is a podcast in which we immerse ourselves in subcultures proving that we don't know anything about anything i'm your host tom craig and i'm your also host rylan sedevi and today we are going to be talking about airline pilots here's where i would make a joke about what i think an airline pilot is and it would usually okay. be wrong but i've Live in the 21st century, so I know what an airline pilot is. Uh-huh. They're the guys that sit up in the cockpit and they pretend like they're piloting the plane, but really it's a robot by now. And then mm-hmm. they come out once in a while and they go to the bathroom. Really, it's just the human face mm-hmm. to the giant computer that we get inside. Well, they're all holograms. Then... All the stewardesses, the the cabin folk. I like that, actually. The cabin folk. The cabin folk. Who are the cabin folk, though? Aren't you a, a cabin? Aren't you? Isn't that you? Uh-huh. Yeah, any any if the moment you step into the cabin of the plane, you become a cabin folk. Your shoes disappear, your feet get hairy uh-huh. and big, you short uh-huh. you shorten down to like three foot. Is this a hobbit thing? Five. What are we going for yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, it's a hobbit thing. Cabin folk, oh, I mean. Okay. All right, so go on. So all the all of the cabin folk in uh where do they live? River Riverdale? No, that's the show no. with the that's the Archie show. Uh-huh. Rivendale? Is that a thing? They live in New Zealand. Oh, yes. Okay, they live in New Zealand. Okay, so go ahead. So all of the cabin folk so that's what, who the airline pilots are. They're the cabin folk. Wait, but you were talking, you started off talking about how they were holograms. Right. The cabin folk. So you're saying everybody in the plane is a hologram except you? Yeah. Why do you think a plane is always full? That's an illusion created by the airline company to make the ticket prices go up. But, but you can feel it when they push past you or hit you in the head with their purse. Those are just really strong gusts of air. You never wonder what those little oh. vents are. Uh-huh. Yeah. You remember going to the Universal yeah. Theaters and there's that uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience where they like make, mm. make it feel like mice are running across your feet with pressure oh. of air. And, yeah. It's Hollywood magic, bro. Well, they're bad at it because it's boring. <laughs> you don't even fly anywhere. You just get in a cabin... That mm-hmm. is green screen to look like it's on a tarmac. And then the mm-hmm. cabin just kind of shakes for a little while. And mm-hmm. the TV screens that you think are windows change. Mm-hmm. And then you get off the plane. It's like it's like when a dog gets on an elevator. You know, the doors mm-hmm. close and then they open and they're somewhere else. And like, holy fuck, that was magic. <laughs> I don't think the dogs think that. I think I think the dogs think, I'm in a new place. I wonder if there's food here. I don't think yeah. the dogs have the capability to say, oh my God, I just moved from one place to another incredibly quickly. You don't think dogs can comprehend magic and surrealism? Well, I've tried card tricks on my dog, and she does not get it. Oh. Well, that's because your dog's stupid. Oop, sorry. Well, my dog is dumb, so maybe I'm not... Yeah, yeah I gotta try <laughs> other other good boys and see what they Have think. you just tried the cup trick of, like, putting a ball under a cup, moving it around? Mm, I've then- seen that some dogs can do that. My dog n- n- cannot. Uh, uh, well, so what are we talking about again? Airline right, pilots? Okay, airline pilots. <laughs> Before I go into this, uh-huh. what kind of job do you think it is and, and why do people do it? And what do you think the whole experience is like? I imagine they have to be pretty dedicated because like you get in a plane and you fly across the world or across the mm-hmm. country for an assortment of days, you know, mm-hmm. starting Monday, landing, you know, early Tuesday morning uh, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And then you 
maybe get like a day or two of rest there, get right back on a plane, fly somewhere else, maybe back to your home country and then come back to your home country. So Mm -hmm. it's a pretty big life commitment, you know, because you you Mm -hmm. physically have to fly the plane to where the other people are going. Like, what about the pilot who took us to Japan? The pilots, plural. You know, they Mm -hmm. were just in Japan for a day or two until Mm -hmm. their next scheduled flight to fly back, you know? So your your conclusion is what it it sucks? Yeah, it sucks and it's hard, you know. Cuz I mean, okay. cuz the time and I'm assuming the time in between flights isn't really enough to like enjoy wherever you are. It's basically mm-hmm. you're basically in a constant layover. I think if I were to envision what purgatory would be, it would be a constant layover. Oh god. I had like a 6-hour layover in Boston. Right. And it felt like 6 years. It sucks. You watch a TV show, you read some of a book, you call a friend, you still like four hours. You check, you check your watch, 10 minutes have gone by. <laughs> right. You wander around, you know, and it's only uh-huh. been, yeah, five or 10 minutes. It's, yeah. Yeah, time, time drags so slow. I actually, I think I'm still there now and everything we're doing is just happening in my mind. Oh, that'd be a good Twilight Zone episode where you get, you get mentally stuck in an airport in a layover. I guess oh, it'd be Black man. Mirror. And you yeah. get stuck at a layover you're reading and stuff and you're walking around the airport and then you fall. The The twist is you've fallen asleep at the airport. Oh, uh, yeah. Out of boredom, but you live uh-huh. out like 20 years of your life. That is a thing that can happen, right? Like your conception of time mm-hmm. is much more pliable and plastic than you think it is. Oh, yeah. People have had dreams that have been to them perceived as much longer than the actual real world time. Right. 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 I, well, I've and had, as we all know from watching inception, mm, dream time is much slower and dream within dream time is much, much slower mm, than real yeah, time. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Inception. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's based in fact. So what we're talking about here are the PICs. These are the pilots in command. Pew, pew, pew. Pilots in command. G.I. Joe pilots in command spinoff. Yes, so these are the people who are legally responsible when something goes wrong. That's the, that's the mm. definition of a pilot, really. Like, well, you can't really say See? the pilot's the guy who, who flies a plane because they're computers. Because it's a computer so if you were to uh-huh. nail down, like, the most accurate definition, it would be whoever is in charge legally when something bad happens. These are the people who are authorized and capable of flying a plane, but not, might not actually be doing it at any given time. Right. Struck by a bolt of lightning and, oh, shit, yes. computer died. I got to land this, mm-hmm, this sucker. Mm-hmm. So the pilot in command, these are the people who are responsible for everything that goes on during flight time. Flight time being defined as whatever happens from the time you get on the plane and it's taxiing around to when you land and get off the plane. It's not literally when it's in the air. It's sort right. of when it's in operation, when it's, when it's so away from the So if you land successfully... And then they're taxiing around uh-huh. and then something happens and you become injured. Pilot is still responsible because you were in the plane. Wow. So the career path to becoming a guy who's legally in charge of people. It's hard. <laughs> okay. And like you said, it, 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 <laughs> it's hard and it requires a lot of study and a lot of, of work. According, oh, sure, to my, yeah. according, according to my uh, t- very grammatically correct and typed well notes here, it requires yeets and yeets of study. Yeah. <laughs> uh, college degree, years uh-huh. of practice. Sorry, yeets of, of practice. Yeats you of have practice. to log all of the flight time so uh-huh. that you can get all of the degrees and licenses. Right. It's super competitive. People talk really? about this shortage of shortage of pilots. That's not really a thing. It's actually really competitive. 
I had no idea. Neither did I. I thought it was not that desire desirable, but it's actually really, really competitive, like analogous to something like biology or veterinary science. I didn't know biology or veterinary science was competitive. I mean, I think so, because I, I said so. So moving on. OK, so there are also different licenses you can get. It's not just I'm an airline pilot, uh-huh. right? You you kind of have to get one. Right. Fly a lot with that and then get another. So you can start with something like a PPL, which is the private pilot license. Uh-huh. But isn't there like a commercial one or something? Right. So there's something like the ATPL, yeah. which is the airline transport pilot license. Oh, so okay. depending on what degree and what license you have, you're authorized to fly different distances. Right. So you have to have a uh-huh. different license to, fr- to fly internationally. It's a different license for different responsibility. Because mm-hmm. there's different legal action if you crash, a, if a plane crashes under your command, rather, and yeah. it's full of bananas as opposed to people. I didn't want to have to bring it up on this podcast, uh-huh. but the banana massacre of 97. Mm, yeah. Which we still think about every day. I believe it was it was this day. Do you still remember where you were when, when the bananas went down? When the bananas rained from the sky. I remember, I remember that. It was magic. <laughs> it was like... It was like magic. It was like Hollywood magic. It was like magic, but everybody, it was tinged with a, it was bittersweet, right? It it was, it was magical and and amazing and everyone loves bananas, but knowing that those bananas didn't make it to the intended audience and and consumer. Well, the problem is they all landed and splattered all over the ground and then they, and then people were tripping for days. It's like people flipping all over the place. Like, yeah, it it was a mess, man. It's like, we get it. The shit is bananas. Yeah. But can you spell that for me? Yeah, B. Anyway, so anyway. talking about what what it's like to be a professional pirate, like uh, not pirate, a professional pirate. pirate. Whoa, exactly. Just took a turn. That's next wait a minute, episode. Wait a minute. So- <laughs> I want to hear about pirates. Can Plane I get a pi- pirates? Can I get a pirate's license? Can I be a commercial pirate or a personal? You pirate? You got your airline transport pilot license, and you now have your airline transport pirate license, uh. which means that you're able to commandeer. Oh, and see, fly that's what something. I want. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you have to have a pilot's license if you want to be a pirate. Because exactly, they, can't, yes. they can't let you commandeer a plane if you can't fly the fucking plane. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I, I found some people just talking about their experience. So here's some quotes from professional pilot. He said, every airline has their own worst things to say about their company, right? So whoever flies oh, for United sure. is going to tell you all the shit with United. Whoever oh, flies dude. for Spirit. Because there are a lot of shitty things that these airlines do to the pilots right sure but like any job once you work mm-hmm. there for long enough it's all the little things that get on your nerves and as you work there just like it, that's all you notice you know you're not really paying attention yes. to like the hey that went really well today you know or we worked as a team we worked really mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. you're like yeah. fucking kyle man kyle always gets on my fucking nerves he's always eating bananas and uh, <laughs> i told him it triggers me but he does it anyway and i fucking trip on them all the time but honestly, right. 99% yeah. of the employees, if you ask them about their job, they're going to tell you all the shit that they don't like about their job. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a lesson there about, about human nature and being grateful for... Nah, anyway, whatever. Nah. So the industry tends to jade you. It's all about attitude and endurance. You're like going to meet said. a lot of awesome people. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to be a better people person. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to have to learn to kind of keep your peace around the captain and, and keep things copacetic. Sure. But it, it does kind of wear on you. Of right? course, and, yeah. And, and what the takeaway that this guy was going for was you have to go with the flow. You have to pick your battles. You mm-hmm. have to treat every situation 
individually and, and kind of navigate the best path as you would if you were flying a plane. Get it? You know, yeah, <laughs> I get it. So, yeah. So you can make this a career, but it takes okay. years. It takes it takes yeets. It takes endurance. Holidays gone. 3 a.m. Wake up calls. Delays for 12, 16 hours after that 3 a.m. wake up call. Thousands and thousands of strangers, really sassy people, all these crazy schedules. But yeah, but people still do it, you know, like you have to love it, right? You have to just love the the actual flying, I'm assuming is what they I mean. Yeah, unless you're like a real people person and you love Mm -hmm. that aspect of it. Which I'm sure there's some. But wouldn't you want to be a flight attendant that... if you're if you're like a people person, right? Because even if you're a people person, you love doing that. The pilot's just on his own for the whole flight. I don't, I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to be a flight attendant because it's it's customer service, but mm-hmm. you're stuck with the with that same group of customers from for one to fourteen hours, and you can't ask them to leave. You can't ask them to be quiet. Well, you can, but they just may not be quiet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's really yeah, there's nowhere there's nowhere else to send them. Right. It sounds like the worst kind of customer service, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I want to go on an airplane that that says we reserve the right to reserve flying to anybody. And there's just like one of those stick figure graphics of a guy being thrown out of the plane, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, if I could if I could get if I could throw Kyle off this plane, I would Mm -hmm. throw Kyle off this plane Mm -hmm. in an instant. That guy just constantly. Keep the bananas. But yeah. Does every plane come with a uh, a gremlin? What is that? Uh, <laughs> Terror at 20,000 feet or whatever? With William Shatner going, there's a man. There's a man on the wing. There's a man on the wing. There is a man on the wing. Uh, tweet at us with whoever had the better William Shatner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, impression. actually, let, let, let me hear your best one more time, and then I'll do my best. There's a man on the wing. There's a man on the wing. So please tweet at us with hashtag Shatner for whoever had the best William Shatner impression. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. yes. So what you're getting at it, right? Like, like if it sucks that there are all these terrible right. things, but if people are still doing it, why are they doing it? Right. So, you have to really love it. Right. So I read a little bit am about right? what everybody's favorite memories were, like people who've been flying okay. forever or they're retired or whatever. Sure. So they'd say things like totally stand, you know, standard lists, like things you would think, right? Like. First time taking off in a jet, right? First time landing in snowy Denver. First time banging Ooh. a flight attendant for the first time. Oh, first yeah, time yeah. flying over Yosemite at sunset. Standard stuff that you would expect. Second you know? time banging that hot flight attendant. <laughs> right. First time banging her in the lavatory, right? First time banging yeah. in the lavatory while we're smoking in the lavatory. Oh, yeah. Well, because, yeah. you know, those, those smoke detectors are fake. You know that, mm-hmm. right? That's where they keep the GoPros so they can film themselves banging oh. in the restaurants. Well, that's yeah. where they keep the snakes to come out for snakes on a plane. Well, that's the that's the hole that they do come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, then there were discussions about what were really close calls. So pilots would talk about Ooh. crazy things they saw. So it was really a lot, a lot of the same what you would expect, right? It was basically miscommunication. Close calls of like barely making it to the restroom before you shit yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's gotta like, be scary. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, farting so hard in the cockpit that uh-huh. you hope that the hot flight attendant doesn't come in at that moment and, and like smell it, you know, and that kind of stuff. You try and crack the window, but then you realize that you've just let out the, all the cabin exactly. pressure and you sucked exactly. out the window. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't crack it. You can't crack a window on a plane, man. Exactly. I think about that every time I fart on a plane, bro. Every time I fart on a plane, I think if somebody finds out, the fart smell won't go anywhere. 
and I can't go anywhere. So I'm just fucked for the rest of the flight. Well, I mean, he who smelt it dealt it. Right. If everybody got the smoked salmon dinner and you said, Mm -hmm. no, I want the baked beans, chili and gorgonzola. Uh Yeah, they're going to know, dude, what kind of what fucking what airline has baked beans and gorgonzola baked beans there? BBA, man, I got to fly some BBA. (laughs) That's that would be some smelly. Did you hear about the plane that had to make an emergency landing because someone shit so badly (laughs) on the plane that the whole cabin reeked of this guy's shit and everyone was like throwing up? I think I heard about that. That's and it had to it had to veer. It was like over the Atlantic Ocean. It had to veer back to the states and make uh-huh. an emergency landing up in like Oregon or something. Because sometimes vomiting is like a chain reaction. Like if someone next to you is vomiting on right. a plane, you're gonna vomit. So right. you know if that happens to you, if if you're the shitter in this situation, you have to be a little proud of yourself. You're. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like a win in in the yeah. personal like you know like on the bucket list of yes make make. Make over 100 people throw up from one shit. Like, yeah, do something non-illegal that causes a plane yeah. to turn around and make an emergency landing. What, are they going to take the guy to jail because he had too many baked beans mm-hmm, before he got mm-hmm. on the plane? Like, make, you know? Yeah, cause an emergency landing with my ass alone. Right, and walk out of the airport, not in cuffs. <laughs> and not on a watch list. <laughs> exactly. You're on a, you're, on, you're on a smell list, but you're not on a watch list. <laughs> And you are the shittiest kind of person if you're yes, on the smell list. Literally. Literally. Uh, any other any other close calls? Yeah, so there are a lot of close calls with people getting a miscommunication and then realizing that you were taxiing and then a plane is coming in and landing and you're gonna hit it, so you had to turn at the last minute. A lot of that kind of Fuck, stuff. Dude. There was one really interesting story in which this co pilot was talking about flying on a seven thirty seven, cruising above the South China Sea towards Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And suddenly a meteorite blazes past them Whoa! towards the ocean. He said, I think it missed us by only a couple of kilometers. I don't know what kilometers are, but I assume that's like a couple inches. And he yeah, said, a couple inches. And he said, yeah, it was going so fucking fast. There was no way we could have avoided it. You can't you don't hear it coming. You can't see it coming mm-hmm. unless you're already looking at it. And mm-hmm. even if you do see it coming, it's like, what is that faint speck in the sky there? Wait exactly. a minute. That's a pow, you know, like, was, oh, my God. yeah. And if that goes through the wing, if that goes through the cabin, then you've yeah. got a whole lost situation on your hands. You're stuck yes. on an island. That's mm-hmm. like magic. And then you have There's to know all these everywhere. numbers and there are polar bears. And then, like, somebody is is in your dreams, but not in your dreams. And, like, there's a hatch underground that you go underneath. And, like, yeah, and then there's, like, button, a church. But you don't know why you push a button, you know? Right. There's some numbers. And then there's some this, hobbits like, running yeah, around, And then, too, like, right? an atomic like, bomb goes off. And so sometimes, yeah. like, some people are in the 70s, but some people aren't. Different people are crazy at different times. Exactly. Yeah. Your friend is your enemy. Your enemy is your friend. And then you kind of go back home you finally get rescued but then you think no i have to go back to the island but you don't know which because they're like two islands wait a minute there were two islands anyway if you if you haven't seen lost sorry so yeah there's some other cool stuff i found out about like the the oxygen tank the oxygen masks that come down they're fake right like it's all it's all psychological well it's basically all laughing gas and it just causes you to pass out and then have like a, a, a nice kind of calm death Wait, really? No, <laughs> there, there is oh. oxygen in there. And I, I read something about that, which was interesting, which was there's an oxygen tank there. When you pull it down, it activates uh-huh. the oxygen flow. So however much you breathe actually has nothing right. to do with how long 
it'll last. The oxygen is supplied at a constant rate. Just goes. I read with someone who was talking about this and they said, so if you use up your oxygen, use the oxygen tank next to you. If you can even do that at the time because you're in a crashing plane. But if yeah. everyone pulls down at the same time, then the timer starts mm-hmm. in everybody's oxygen tank. But if you're in an empty seat, like empty seat next to you, you got two tanks. Oh, oh. So you can make that calm assessment as you're hurtling towards the ocean because you were hit by a meteor. Right. As mm-hmm. you become a meteor yourself. Also, yeah. Also, like most on flight computers have the danger zone in them. The song, the danger zone. The song, the danger zone. So when, the, so when the oxygen tank masks drop and you pull on it, you've entered the danger zone. You've entered the danger zone, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what the airlines do now is they start playing the danger zone through, mm-hmm. including the danger zone music video on the screens mm-hmm. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really a whole experience. It's very nice. And if you get yeah. on one of those planes with like the, the the colored LEDs and everything, like Virgin or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any of those, like it's a real experience. You know, they get all the the LEDs to match. And yeah, like, I got on a Virgin flight, and and I I got on, and they had like the blue and red LEDs, and I was like, okay, this is like a whole situation, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you start to crash, and they play the mm-hmm. Danger Zone song mm-hmm. as you're plummeting to your doom and enjoying your final moments listening to the greatest song ever recorded mm-hmm. by an American artist, right? Mm-hmm. American? Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. You really, you get to fully take in, along with all the adrenaline and fear, you get right. to take in those beautiful colored LEDs and the sultry tones of... Insert name of singer here because we know and we're going to fix this in post. I like to live on the edge of podcasting <laughs> where I don't actually research anything beforehand. I like to live on the edge of the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but i mean it's like the grand canyon you know it's mm-hmm. all gated off now you got to pay to get there now so we've so both it. done our shatner impressions do you want to do like uh-huh. a, a rendition of the danger zone and we can see who does who does that better i really don't well i'm I gonna, gonna do gonna it win. regardless I, of what you think so i, I think know you you're should gonna probably win, do so. it just to kind of match me i'm waiting the danger zone that's it that's the that's the only part of the song i know I mean, you're just saying Danger Zone. I asked you to do it, too. Do it. Uh, I will do the William Shatner Danger Zone impression. Okay. It's the highway to the Danger Zone. I think we're seeing a a zone approaching us, and it appears to be (sighs) the Danger Zone. Take us in. Beam us up to the Danger Zone, Scotty. We're, We're fucking nailing it. So speaking of the Danger Zone... I find it interesting that as we talked about how shitty it is to to be a pilot and everybody uh-huh. has these stories of you're in a ho- you have to like spend nights in hotels when there are layovers you don't get but you do not get special treatment in a hotel that's a misconception maybe the people working at the hotel like kind of know the pilots and you know when they come in in uniform they're like okay at least be like nice to the guy mm-hmm. you know cuz they know they're like other service people on the job basically right but you're not in the suite. You're not in the nice room. You're not in the five-star hotel even. Yeah, you don't get a break. No, no, no. You're in the Motel 8 or whatever. You're in the Motel <laughs> 6. You're in the Motel yeah. 4. You're in the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Well, yeah. uh, only if it's the holidays. But yeah, it sucks, you know? Long hours, don't yeah. get to see your family. You you miss holidays, all, all this stuff. So it's so shitty, but people still do it because when you're up there and when you're flying... It's an unparalleled experience. It's a shitty job, but you have to compare it to you are literally flying a fucking plane 
a hunk of metal through the sky at like hundreds mm-hmm. to thousands of miles per hour. I don't know how mm-hmm. fast planes go. Like even even as a prop plane, even even as a a, pro, a private pilot's license, you were avoiding gravity's grasps. You were doing something that humanity was not evolved to do. I don't know. Now I want to become a pilot. That sounds you're defying so cool. nature. You're you're giving a middle yeah. finger to physics. You know? You're giving that middle finger right to Mother Nature's face. Fuck man. you, Einstein. Fuck you, Newton. Yeah. Fuck you, Entropy. Yeah. And fuck you, Mother Nature. Fig Newton? More like, fuck you, Newton. <laughs> hey, man, I like Fig Newtons. If you if you eat a bunch of Fig Newtons before you go on a plane, you'll shit your brains out on a plane. And then <laughs> and you'll force it a landing. For- yeah, you'll force a landing, an emergency yeah. landing, and then you get to uh, mark off your... Uh, your checkbox there. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Sorry. The, uh, yeah, the you heard it here was, first. What are you? You're you heard really... it here first. You heard it here first. You, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, we definitely uh, are on the descent of this podcast. Uh, yeah, if you want to just, could, you want to um, end it now? Do you have anything else to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so please return your seats to the upright and forward position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Return trade tables to uh, the closed position. Please make sure your seatbelts are fastened. Uh, All items should be stored under the seat in front of you or securely in the seat back pocket in front of you. We will be landing shortly. Please enjoy this poorly timed music of Danger Zone. We thank you for flying with Total Immersion Podcast. We know there are many options out there of podcasts to listen to, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. But I think being a pilot's really dope. And I want to thank all the pilots out there who are keeping us safe all the time from mm-hmm. our robot overlords in the planes who are trying to crash and kill us all the time. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I think uh, I think of being a pilot in terms of like the list of pros and cons, it's probably got more cons. Mm-hmm. But those pros, man, those pros are real heavy. Mm-hmm. They're, weighted, they're weighted real heavy. Mm-hmm. You fly like a bird, sing <laughs> sing a little song. Fly like a bird, sting like a bee. Sing like a bee, fly like a bird, dance like a butterfly. Uh huh. Sting like a sting like a plane. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think? Are you a pilot? Mm-hmm. If so, can we use some of your frequent flyer miles? Can we be put on your list of people who get a super sweet discount? If you have any conversational tidbits you would like to share with us about any podcast including this one. Mm-hmm. In fact, any podcast you listen to, just mm-hmm. tweet at us instead. Mm-hmm. I'm at Rylan Sedevi. And I'm at the Tom Craig. And you can use the hashtag bedbugbender. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have any suggestions about conversations you'd like to hear us have, topics you'd like to hear Tom research, you can send those to totalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, you should consider subscribing. You can do that on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you found the podcast. You can keep listening to us there. If you hit that sweet, sweet subscribe button to make sure your phone gets up to date on our podcasts. They come out every Wednesday. And, uh, you know, if you like it, if you don't, I don't care. Hit that five star. That five star is good. It gets us going. People like those five stars. Mm -hmm. You know what we don't like? One stars. Mm -hmm. Think about this. If you were a pilot, would you rather have a layover in a one star hotel or a five star hotel? Mm -hmm. Whatever your answer is, rate us with that star number and uh, write a little comment about your favorite airline company. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been real. I enjoy flying with you again soon. Goodbye. 
I enjoy flying again soon with you two also. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>